When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome, Raider Nation, to another Silver and Black Blitz episode. I'm your host, Mo Moten. The voice you're hearing is not Scott Branson. It is Mo Moten from Bleacher Report and Sports Not. Popping my Silver and Black Blitz cherry today, so to speak. Uh, I've been kind of in and out of the loop with Silver and Black today due to other things that had to do with the NFL and Dalvin Cook and all of that stuff going on. But I just want to say thank you, Raider Nation, for downloading the episode with Vinny Botts and U.S. Scott Branson. One of our most downloaded episodes we've had, if not the most downloaded episode we've had, talking about Aiden O'Connell and just the Raiders' performance against the San Francisco 49ers, of course, as we all know, 34-7. But the score doesn't matter. It was all about the performance, Aiden O'Connell, the defensive line, a lot of other people like some of the other things going on with the defense and the offense. But I want to focus on Aiden O'Connell really quick. And of course, Raider Nation, if you're listening to this, please subscribe to the podcast. Turn on the auto downloads so you can automatically get our episodes. But I want to get into Aiden O'Connell, and I'm not going to rehash the stats. We all know 15 of 18 for 141 yards. We all understand he looked great in his first performance. I I believe Pro Football Focus graded him the top-rated rookie uh, in week one of the preseason. That's over Dorian Thompson-Robinson over Bryce Young, the number one overall pick, over C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick, who didn't look great, over Anthony Richardson, who was named the star of the Colts for the season. So it's impressive. And I know people are going to say it's just a preseason. I don't want to belabor that point because we understand it's the preseason. And that's why I wanted to talk to you today about, about what's going on with the Raiders and what I'm looking for because this is the Mo Moten Once More episode. So yes, it is just the preseason. But I think you build a good foundation or can build a good foundation through the, through the preseason and practices. Of course, we didn't see that pan out last year. The Raiders are going 4-0 in the preseason, then going 6-11. and But sometimes it just takes repetition. It takes continuity. It, it takes building blocks, baby steps in the right direction. And I, and I said that on the post-game show, Silver Black Today, that the Raiders were a 6-11 and team. And it's clear that they are rebuilding, retooling, however you want to phrase it. They have to build it back uh, to being a playoff squad. And you do that 
through good habits, uh, good performances, and it has to there has to be some consistency there. So, yes, it's just one preseason game, but if you stack, continue to stack good performances, good preseasons, good practices, you should start to see results. So again, this is the Mo Moten wants more episode. Keep that in mind. That is the running theme here. Aiden O'Connell, great preseason debut. I get that. I want to see more of him. I, I said this on Twitter, Twitter Rex, whatever you want to call it. We don't need to see Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer is my grandfather's age. Um, we don't. We don't need to see Brian Hoyer in the preseason. Give Aiden O'Connell most of the snaps as they did. In the first preseason game, Chase Garber has had a little bit of time, but Aiden O'Connell played most of that game. You went up to draft the kid in the fourth round, and he could possibly be your number two quarterback to start the season if Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. And we all know there's a there's a pattern that Jimmy Garoppolo probably may miss some time this season. Of course, we don't hope for injuries here on Silver and Black today. We hope Jimmy Garoppolo plays the entire season. But just looking at the history the Raiders' backups are going to have to be ready. Their backup quarterback should be ready to play at any given notice in any given week. Uh, so Aiden O'Connell could be that guy, or it could be Brian Hoare. I say, look, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, give those snaps to Aiden O'Connell. And to get him prepared for that, you play him for most of the preseason. Again, just as they did in week one on last Sunday, play him for three, three and a half quarters again against the Los Angeles Rams, who they will play Saturday. Saturday evening. So if you want Aiden O'Connell to be ready, you don't get him ready by having him watch or, or hold a clipboard. He's got to get some experience because let me tell you, that's the problem with Trey Lance right now. Now, if you watch Trey Lance in that Raider game, he was awful. <laughs> His one touchdown pass was a pass that was deflected off of the hands of, of multiple people and wound it up in Ross Dwelly's hands and he scores. But Trey Lance did not have a great day. And, and I think part, part of that is because he didn't play a lot of football between his transition from college to the pros. Uh, he had the COVID year, I believe played one game that year, played one game as a rookie, got hurt. So he's had some inconsistencies and he looks very raw because hasn't had a lot of playing experience. And I think that's a teaching lesson. If you want your guys to be ready, and it should be common sense, conventional wisdom, if you want your guys to be ready to play, they got to play. <laughs> they got to get those reps in. So I think it's important for Aiden O'Connell to play as much as he can, for the Reds to play him as much as they can before the regular season, knowing Jimmy Garoppolo's injury history. So Mo Moten says, more Aiden O'Connell. Let's see more of what he can do on the field. Of course, a great start. Scott Gobranson, my co-host, is pushing the Irish cannon nickname. We'll see if that sticks. I don't know how Red Nation feels about that nickname, but we'll see if it sticks for Aiden O'Connell. But we need to see more of him. Because I think if you see, the more you see, the more you may like. I know I was critical of the pick initially because I don't think he fits the mold of a modern-day quarterback. Not mobile very much, but he did have two quarterback sneaks for first downs. One of his incompletions, I think, was impressive because he got the defender to jump on a pump fake and then threw the ball away. A lot of you are going to say, no big deal, right? It's just an incompletion to throw away. But I think rookie quarterbacks, most rookie quarterbacks take a sack there and take a loss. Not Aiden O'Connell. He's very aware, knows he's not mobile, but he's very crafty. And for him to pump fake and get that defender to jump so he can throw the ball away instead of taking a loss, I think showed his poise, showed his maturity, showed his self-awareness in the pocket. So again, I want to see more Aiden O'Connell because I think you're going to see more smart play out of him against the Rams 
and the Cowboys in the next two preseason games. But I want to move on with this Mo Moten want to see more of in the preseason. And I wrote a piece on SportsNot.com highlighting the linebacker position. I thought the linebackers, the Raiders linebackers, were pretty impressive in the first preseason game. And I, and I noted three guys in particular, Mari Bernie, Darian Butler, Curtis Bolton. Now, Amari Bernie, to me, would have been the talk of the Raiders' defense had he pulled in that interception, but still had a pretty good day. Made a lot of tackles, uh, had a sack, had a coverage sack. The Raiders held the coverage on the back end, so he was able to get that sack on the front end. But he was also targeted three times and only allowed one interception for, I believe, 12 yards. I think that's also important because the Raiders are going to need linebackers who can cover Devon Diablos on the field as the leader of the linebacker group wearing the green dot as i've said plenty of times on this show robert Spillane not good in coverage so if robert Spillane has to get pulled off the field on third downs the raiders are going to need someone alongside divine diablo on obvious passing downs and i think amari bernie could be that guy i'll go back to draft night raider fans asked me which rookie could exceed expectations and i immediately said amari bernie because he has a chance he has a clear pathway to start right away now of course Usually late-round linebackers have to start off on special teams before they play on defense. I think Amari Bernie's background as a former safety definitely helps him. Uh, you want your linebackers in today's NFL to be able to cover because there are more pass-catching tight ends. There are more pass-catching running backs. There are more slot receivers going across the middle of the field. You're going to need guys who can cover that area, that short to intermediate area where a lot of quarterbacks target the field. So I think Amari Bernie could be that. And I think he showed a little bit of that in the preseason that he could be that guy. Now, one preseason game, I get it. And this is why running theme with this episode is Mo Moten wants to see more. And I think I want to see, not I think, I know I want to see more of Amari Bernie. Let's see him pull in an interception and get more pass breakups and just be active near the line of scrimmage. The fact that he was active near the line of scrimmage and capable in coverage is a positive sign. The other guy, or the second guy that I highlighted in that sports.com article was Darian Butler. Now, you remember Darian Butler from last year. He was, the, he was one of the undrafted rookie linebackers who made the roster along with Luke Masterson. I think Darian Butler could show some progression. Now, let's remember that Antonio Pierce, the, the Raiders linebacker coach, is familiar with Darian Butler. Antonio Pierce was the co-defensive coordinator at Arizona State. So he is very familiar with Darian Butler's progression and his skill set, and I think that helps Darian Butler in a long run, and he was flying around the field on Sunday making tackles. He was also, I believe, targeted twice, allowed one target, allowed one reception on two targets. Not a lot of action there in coverage, but you like to see him be active on the back end and not give up big plays in the middle of the field, and he didn't do that, so I think that's also a positive sign, but of course I want to see more. The other guy, he's not a young guy, Curtis Bolton, I believe, 27 years old, going to be 28 in December. So he's not one of these young up-and-comers. He's more of a special teamer. But Antonio Pierce said that Curtis Bolton played a lot more on the weak side or off-ball linebacker during practices. And basically, he was more of a communicator for that defense. And I think that's important because, again, Curtis Bolton is not one of these young 23, 24-year-old guys. He's 27 years old going on 28. So he's seen a lot more than Amari Bernie and Darian Butler. And he can help guys get lined up. Let's say if Divine Diablo gets hurt, gets nicked up, can't be on the field. Curtis Bolton, hearing that his communication is a lot better, is important. But he also, on the field, he brought that ball hawking mentality that we heard so much about 
from the Raiders' practices to the field, to the preseason, to live game action. Knocking that ball loose from, I believe, the 49ers' third-round tight end. Uh, Curtis Bolton making a play, forcing a fumble so Aziz Hearn can recover. Aziz Hearn had a rough day, by the way, but we won't talk about that. But Curtis Bolton forcing that fumble. Uh, if, you're looking, if you were looking for the energy of the defense, if you were looking for that ball-hawking menta- mentality, Curtis Bolton definitely brought that. Now, of course, the Raiders had two dropped interceptions, as I talked about. Amari Bernie dropped one, and Duke Shelley dropped, dropped, well, didn't come in with one, and it turned into a touchdown for Ross Dwelly. But Curtis Bolton brought that ball-hawking mentality. So did Sam Webb with interception late. But I think it's important to note Bolton's performance because he could be a guy that is not just a special teamer this season. He could actually play some snaps on defense because, as we all know, the Raiders linebacker core has a lot to prove behind Divine Diablo. Even Robert Spillane, who they signed to a two-year, $7 million deal, again, has a lot to prove as a coverage guy. I think he's going to come off the field on third downs and at least a spot for someone else, Bernie, Darian Butler, or even Curtis Bolton if he's playing more off-ball linebackers. So we'll see what happens there. But Bernie, Butler, and Bolton, the three Bs at linebacker, showed out to me at the position. I want to see more of that against the Rams on Saturday. Quick note, too. Isaiah Polamau, I know a lot of people are not talking about him, but he lined up all over the field. I thought was interesting to note. Eight snaps at free safety, five in the box as a strong safety, two in the slot, one at the defensive line, one as a cornerback. He allowed two receptions on two targets for 13 yards. Uh, didn't allow any big plays, so that's good to see. But the fact that he moved around the field, I think that's important because in today's NFL, if you don't have a linebacker in the box, typically you have a bigger safety, and that's what Isaiah Polamau is. And, I, and I'm interested to see how they continue to use him in the preseason. Is he going to be that chess piece on the back end? Not, not the valuable chess piece that starts, but maybe just the fill-in guy who can come in on nickel and dime packages to shore up their coverage or, or shore up their run defense in certain areas. So keep an eye on Isaiah Polamau's role. I know a lot of people like Isaiah Simmons and want the rest to trade for Isaiah Simmons. He moved around. Isaiah Polamau, I'm not saying he could be a lesser version of Isaiah Simmons, but they can use him in an Isaiah Simmons-like role where he lines up all over the defense. So I'm interested to see uh, where he fits in and where he settles in as a defender. But before I get to my last person or last player that I want to see more of or see more out of, I want to step aside and take a break just to get you guys to breathe a little bit. On the other side of it, I'll get to a player that caused a lot of stir within Raider Nation when I had comments about him. I'll step aside really quick, back from these messages. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting to my last player that I, I want to see more out of or want to see more of is Zamir White. Now, I was on Bleacher Report Live right after the game, and a lot of Raider fans asked me, what did I think of Zamir White? And I said, eh, I, I, I wasn't that impressed. I, I graded his performance a CC+. I know my co-host Scott Cobranson kind of disagreed with me on the post-game show when I popped up on Silver Black Today, and we talked about it for about 10 minutes or about 5 to 10 minutes. We kind of disagreed on this. Scott was more impressed with Zamir White than I was. 
I look at Zamir White and I say, okay, he started out pretty well. When the offensive line was doing his job, he looked pretty sharp. Um, but he finished with 13 carries for 43 yards and a touchdown. That's 3.3 yards per carry. In the NFL, 3.3 yards per carry is not going to cut it. Because if you're getting the ball 12 times and you're averaging 3.3 yards per carry, that's, that's, not, that's, that's about 40 yards. That's not efficient. I mean, he scored a touchdown. I, I understand that. And he looked explosive on a couple of runs, hit a couple of holes. But there was that play that a lot of people are talking about where he's near the goal line and J.R. Brown, the rookie, for the 49ers, their safety, tackles him. And I, I'm not holding Zamir White to the Josh Jacobs standard because that's unfair to Zamir White because Josh Jacobs is one of the premier running backs in this league. But as someone said on Twitter, if you're going to call your name Zeus, you're going to have to break some of those tackles and get those touchdowns and finish drives because while we think, Scott Gobrantz and I think that Josh Jacobs will be back, Zamir White is expected to have a bigger role. And if you're going to spell Josh Jacobs, if you're going to finish drives, if you're going to be the, that grinder, Zeus, as they call him, he's got to break more tackles. He doesn't have much wiggle. He's more of a power downhill runner. I, I understand that. But at 3.3 yards per carry, that's Trent Richardson territory. If you remember Trent Richardson, he was drafted third overall to the Cleveland Browns. Didn't last in the league very long. He had a few seasons. He just didn't have that explosive power. He just didn't have that explosive run, those explosive runs, those big runs that you want to see from a top pick. Now, Zemir White's a fourth rounder, so we're not holding him to that standard. But what I'm saying is if, you, if you're averaging 3.3 yards per carry in the NFL, you're not going to last long. Trent Richardson couldn't even hold down a backup job in the NFL, averaging 3.3 yards per carry for his career. So what do you think is going to happen to Zemir White if he continues to average less than 3.5 yards per carry? I said this on the Silver and Black Today episode post game that in the NFL, you want your running backs to average close to four yards per carry. I think that's the decent average that you want to see from your running backs. Uh, just for comparison, I believe Josh Jacobs, you know, last year, this past season, well over four point yards, four yards per carry. Of course, he had a monster season. But if you look across the NFL, the top running backs, they're four yards per carry and up. And to finish at 3.3 yards per carry, I know. Zamir White is running behind some backups on the offensive line. I understand that. The Raiders as a whole weren't efficient running the ball. They averaged, I believe, as a team under 3.5 yards per carry. So it wasn't just Zamir White. But I'm saying this is the guy that's supposed to be the next man up behind Josh Jacobs. And if your next man up is averaging well below 4 yards per carry, you may have to go out and get some help from free agency or make a trade for a running back because that just isn't going to cut it if Josh Jacobs isn't back in the fold. So I want to see more out of Zamir White. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't spectacular. He wasn't anything great. He was just he was just okay. And I think there's time for him to to just show a lot more. Maybe he he shows more burst against the Rams. I will say the Rams in their first preseason game, they could not stop the run. They allowed 214 yards on the ground, the Chargers ran up and down the field on the Rams defense, Aaron Donald on the field to shore up that front unit. So maybe we see a lot more out of Zamir White. Maybe we see a more impressive performance from him. I hope we do because if Josh Jacobs isn't back, 3.3 yards per carry isn't isn't going to cut it as a, as a lead back in the Raiders' backfield or any backfield in the NFL. And the Raiders are going to have to get some help. Maybe Sincere McCormick gets more carries. He scored a touchdown on the ground, had a pass-catching touchdown. Damian Williams, who is straight off the couch, 31-year-old Damian Williams, had the biggest run for the Raiders in that first preseason game. He had a 14-yard run, and I believe Zemir White's longest run was 9 yards. So 
Again, what I want to see more out of Azamir White is break some tackles, break off a long run. That, that'll that give me hope that if, if Josh Jacobs isn't available or if Josh Jacobs is limited or if they just purposely limit some of his snaps to keep him fresh throughout the season, as Vinny Bonsignor said on our last episode, that Zamir White can come in, get 8 to 10 carries, and be efficient. So the word here is efficiency. Mo Moten wants to see more efficiency out of the Raiders' run game and specifically Zamir White if he's going to take on a bigger role. So with that said, uh, those are the three things that I'm looking at. More Aiden O'Connell. Play him three quarters. More from the linebackers, Amari Bernie, Darian Butler, Curtis Bolton. More from Zamir White, who I thought had an okay performance. Not terrible, not great. Again, 3.3 yards per carry. Got to see more from him. So with that said, I'm Mo Moten. We're going to have a lot more of these Silver and Black Blitzes, especially for me. I know Scott's been doing these. I've had fun doing this, and I think this is going to be something that you're going to hear from me on the regular. Just quick thoughts on preseason games, practices, thoughts from press conferences, what I've seen, watching film, looking at the statistics, look, you know, studying analytics. I, I'm all over it. So I'm, I'm, I'm all over the league. So I like to compare the Raiders to what other teams are doing that can give you that perspective and that outlook. And I think it's going to be a fun season of doing these silver and black blitzes. But with that said, I am Omoto for my co-host Scott Branson and our producer Mike Rabier. Enjoy Raider Nation. We, we have another preseason game. Hopefully the Raiders can keep it rolling. Hopefully the guys that I talked about today can do better or keep it rolling. Take care, Raider Nation, and thank you.